Good morning. A former Loudoun detective sued Sheriff Michael Chapman for wrongful termination since he'd been fired for supporting a different candidate in the 2015 Republican primary. A federal judge threw that suit out, saying Chapman was within his rights to do so. That detective appealed that decision the very same day, and now the first arguments have been filed in that case. For Monday, December 4th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Former Loudoun detective Mark McCaffrey is not giving up on his $6.3 million wrongful termination lawsuit against the sheriff and the county. McCaffrey sued after he was not re-sworn because he supported a different candidate in the 2015 Republican primary for sheriff. Deputies technically have to be re-sworn at the beginning of every sheriff's term, but it's pretty routine and they generally are re-sworn each time. McCaffrey, however, was one of a handful of employees not re-sworn at the beginning of Sheriff Michael Chapman's second term. He sued, arguing his right to freedom of expression had been violated, but in October, a federal judge dismissed the suit. Federal District Court Judge Anthony Tranga cited court precedent giving public officials broad authority to fire people in policy-making positions for political reasons, and a case in North Carolina that found that deputies are, in effect, policymakers. McCaffrey appealed that decision the same day. Last week, his attorneys filed their opening briefs. They argued the court was mistaken to apply those exemptions to his First Amendment protections. Among other things, they argue his opposition to Chapman in that election was not over policy or politics, but, quote, corruption, malfeasance, and lack of integrity as the elected Loudoun County Sheriff, end quote. The lawsuit says Chapman also ordered that the scores on McCaffrey's performance evaluations be lowered so he wouldn't get performance bonuses and tried to stop McCaffrey from getting other jobs. McCaffrey's first case alleged a number of other bad practices in the agency, from mismanaging the budget to awarding contracts to or hiring Chapman's campaign contributors to protecting the sheriff's friends from law enforcement to poor morale among the officers. Chapman has denied all of those. McCaffrey's case also argues that in the nearly 600-member strong Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, McCaffrey's relatively low-ranking position should not be considered a policymaking position. When he left the sheriff's office, McCaffrey was a deputy first class the second lowest rank in the department. Anyway, responses from the sheriff and the county are due on the 27th. We'll check in again when those come in. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, and on the topic of lawsuits, the American Civil Liberties Union has filed arguments in Brian Davison's lawsuit against County Chairwoman Phyllis J. Randall and the Loudoun Board of Supervisors. The ACLU has also asked to make oral arguments in court. 
Both sides have appealed a federal court decision ruling that Randall violated Davison's First Amendment protections under the U.S. Constitution by temporarily blocking him on Facebook. In that suit, Judge James C. Kacharis handed down a mixed victory for Davison, ruling Randall had violated his First Amendment rights, but declining to order any injunctive relief. In other words, the court didn't order Randall or the county to actually do anything because he was already unblocked. She had blocked Davison from her official Facebook page only overnight. The judge also dismissed a claim that Davison's due process rights had been violated. Judge Kacharis wrote the case, quote, raises a novel legal question. When is a social media account maintained by a public official considered governmental in nature and thus subject to constitutional constraints? The ACLU agreed with his ruling that Randall operated her Facebook page as a government official and that it was therefore a protected space for self-expression under the law. Randall's attorney, on the other hand, has argued that the lower court's ruling against her was mistaken and that her chair Phyllis J. Randall page is private. They wrote, quote, The district court acknowledged this in a pretrial order, finding that Randall did not exercise power she had by virtue of state law, later contradicting that finding post-trial, end quote. In fact, they argue Davison didn't even have standing to bring the suit since he is no longer blocked from that page. Davison continues to act as his own attorney. In his words, quote, Randall continues to operate the Chair Phyllis J. Randall Facebook page shrouded in the trappings of her position as chair of the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors, end quote. He argued not only that it is a government forum, but that Randall has used county resources, in other words, the time of her district office staff, to maintain that page, and that this would be illegal if the page were for personal use. Davison is a frequent commenter on social media and news websites under the moniker Virginia SGP. He's also been a frequent and outspoken critic of the school board, accusing its members of corruption. Only days after the federal district court first ruled in this case, a different federal judge issued an apparently contradictory opinion. Judge Anthony Tranga ruled on a very similar case, but in that case ruled in favor of school board members who had blocked Davison on Facebook, dismissing the case on all counts. Davison now has ongoing appeals and lawsuits against school board members along with another appeal in a case against Commonwealth's attorney Jim Plowman. Both rulings, in Randall's case and the school board case, hinged on whether an elected official's Facebook page could be considered a public forum of speech, and in their rulings, both judges drew from the same court precedent to arrive at different answers. So, we'll be following this case too as it goes along. A teacher at Sterling Elementary School was arrested Friday for public intoxication and having an open container of alcohol inside the school. A sheriff's office school resource officer was notified by school personnel shortly before 2 p.m. that a teacher at the school might be intoxicated. It was determined in the course of the investigation that Claire Butcher of Potomac Falls was intoxicated and had alcohol with her on school property. She's been charged with drunk in public and possessing or drinking an alcoholic beverage in a public school during school hours. An Aladdin restaurateur has been named the best in the state. Tony Stafford, the owner of Ford's Fish Shack, is this year's winner of the Jim Wordsworth Restaurateur of the Year Award from the Virginia Restaurant, Lodging, and Travel Association. The award recognizes a Virginia restaurateur who is distinguished as a successful operator and who has demonstrated exceptional leadership and extraordinary contributions to Virginia's restaurant industry, their restaurant, and their patrons.
Tony Stafford and his wife Anna opened the first Ford's Fish Shack in 2010 in Ashburn. Seven years later, they have three locations in Lansdowne, Ashburn, and South Riding and a growing catering business. They have a staff of more than 165 people. And Stafford said when he won the award, the first thing he thought was that all those people are being recognized. He said he could not have won the award without their work, and the award belongs to every employee. Northern Virginia Magazine recently named Ford's Fish Shack the best seafood restaurant for the fifth year in a row. And Stafford donates more than $50,000 in cash and food annually to local organizations like Autism Speaks, the American Cancer Society, Relay for Life of Loudoun County, Life with Cancer, No Kid Hungry, Boulder Crest Retreat, and the Sidney Kimmel Comprehensive Cancer Center. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. While you're there, read about what the school board members told Loudon's representatives in the General Assembly at a meeting last week and about a developer's plans for Leesburg's West Park Golf Course. A company called Cal Atlantic is planning to build 27 homes on the 140-acre property. It's all at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, not much, but you can see some local art at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Pinfed Realty in Hamilton, and the five-story tree in Village at Leesburg plays music and light shows on the hour from noon to nine, so if you're out doing some shopping, good place to stop by. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.